All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Welcome back, everybody, to Dropping the Gloves. Our guest has a, a, a limited time frame, so we're going to jump right into it. He's the man of the hour, going back to where it all started. Milan Lucic joins the show again. Thank you, Milan, for joining us. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Uh, couldn't be better now that I'm talking to you. Before <laughs> we, we started recording, I was just making fun of you, saying, how the hell are you signing all these deals? So let's break down how it happened. July 1st. You're you're a new man. You're a free agent. How many calls? 10, 15 GMs calling you and your agent saying, we want Milan. We need his services. How was that day breaking down for you? Yeah, you know what? It's funny. There was, there was I think, that many, like you said. And no, really? Yeah, and, wow. and honestly, I think now that my cap hit is back down, <laughs> You know, I think that's why, you know, there was a lot of interest and, you know, with the salary cap being what it is, you know, and, and, and it not going up really at all. Uh, um, you know, there was there was a lot of interest. And actually, uh, one of the teams I talked to the most was a team that you played for, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. And, yeah, I talked to them a lot. Um, you know, they they were one of the first teams, if not the first team to reach out. And, you know, you've played there, you know, it's a great city, original six team. And and, then, and that's something that I kind of gravitated me to, to go into a place like that was to get a chance to play for an original six team again. And, and knowing how much that means and, and what that is. So, you know, that's why I had some lengthy conversations uh, with, Kyle and Luke Richardson. And you know what? I'm I gotta say this first off. I'm very thankful for Craig Conroy because you know he had my rights, but he he gave me the you know the opportunity to uh to talk to other teams, you know, before July first. And yeah. and and you know, that's why I was able to to just have some conversations before anything uh you know before July first happened. But yeah, like like you said, there was a lot of interest. Um so it's it's it was it was nice to go through again, but I think uh, you know, I went with my heart and and where it all started and and wanted to go back to to being a boss of Rune again. 
Did you expect to have that many teams interested in you? Because you're 35. You've been through the ringer. You've had people telling you that you're done for the last five years of your career, but you still keep playing. You still contribute. Was it a nice feeling to be like, man, like I, I still got it. Yeah. And I, and I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, my decision of reaching out and going to the world championships. And I mm. think, you know, a lot of teams that I talked to, you know, they had said that, you know, uh, they could see, see, still see the love for the game that I have. And, you know, a lot of that was uh, um, said by my decision to go play in the world championships. And, and a lot of them said they could see it in my face and my eyes and, you know, how much fun I was having and smiling and, and all that type of stuff. So they could still see that there was fire left in me. And that's something, you know, that, that they saw that they, you know, that, that sparked their interest in, in wanting me to be, you know, on their, on their, on their teams. So, so honestly, I think, hmm. you know, my decision of going to the world championship got me another contract <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, it, I went there, I played well, I, uh, I had a good tournament. I had a lot of fun, uh, you know, was a part of a great group and a great team and, and all that type of stuff. And, uh, it was just, uh, you know, something that I really wanted to do and something that I wanted to experience. And it was a lot of fun doing that. And then ultimately, I think, you know, it, it got me another deal uh, in the NHL. Well, because the last time we talked, I think it was you were on vacation in Mexico. It was uh, was it the All-Star break? Yes. And you 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 had finished up the interview. We're like, Calgary's going to take off after this. We're really we're really hitting our groove. It didn't happen. You guys struggled to, down the stretch. You guys weren't having fun. There was stuff going on in the press. It just wasn't working for whatever reason. Do you want to talk about that at all? Me and Tim bantered about it. Do you just want to blow past it? I'm cool to do that. What what happened last year? Why didn't it work? Honestly, it was one of those things where it felt like everything that could go wrong did go wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we still had more points than the Florida Panthers. <laughs> you know, yeah. in the standings. And you mean, how do you explain 17 overtime losses and being a part of 51 goal games and hitting 80 posts? No, you know, so like, how do you explain it other than everything that could go wrong did go wrong? And, and yeah, it was just one of those things. It just felt like, you know, we'd never had a moment where, everyone was playing well at the same time. You get what I'm saying? And and we never had a moment yeah, where, yeah. you know, like someone took the bull by the horns and led the charge and said, okay, we're, we're turning this around and, and moving it in the right direction. It just, for whatever reason that, that just even just thinking about it and talking about it right now, it just, it was like a, it's frustrating because that's literally the the best word to describe what was going on all, all season long was just a whole ton of frustration. And it wasn't because we weren't getting along. It wasn't because teammates had issues with each other. It wasn't because, you know, there was, you know, whatever bad chemistry in the room. Um, it wasn't because, you know, of all this stuff that people were trying to say, it just, it was just, just a ton of frustration and, and it just continued to just build and build and build. And we were never really, 
able to get out of it and we ended up where we ended up and that was what two three points out of a playoff spot so daryl didn't choke slam huberto in the locker room <laughs> no. like i read somewhere <laughs> no okay. no <laughs> and then Godry didn't cuss the team out saying i want to go back to colorado no okay. that did okay. not happen <laughs> okay well, i'm just i'm just clearing my bases here i i didn't know you know what else rumor i heard this day i, I told one of my friends I was interviewing you, he's like, is it true the Bruins circumvented the cap when they won the cup and they were getting Bitcoin under the table? Is that true? What? Okay. <laughs> just, first, uh, what? Just, <laughs> someone told me they said the Bruins were getting Bitcoin back in 2010 or something. I'm just saying, okay. No, no, no truth news, to that. News to me. <laughs> it's news to Tim too. I didn't really say anything. Sorry, Tim, I'm springing this on you. You guys are Boston guys. It didn't exist back then, John. You know that. <laughs> it did exist. All right, moving on. We're getting through free agency. Tell us why you picked Boston. You had all these suitors. You, you mentioned the nostalgic, the original six. Were you excited when Sweeney calls you? Who gives you the first call from the Bruins? And did you expect it? Uh, yeah, the first guy to call me was Sweeney's. Um, You know, Don called me. And we had a conversation. First, we talked about how, how both of us were doing. You know, it had been a long time since we talked. And, uh, yeah, and then first question was, he said, do you even have interest of coming back? And I said, yes, of course. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've, I've literally been thinking about it for the last five years, how great it would be and how cool it would be to go back. And, you know, we had a good, you know, 20, 30 minute conversation. And then after that, Jim Montgomery called me and I talked to him two, three times. And, and, you know, and then, I, like I said, I was talking to other teams and all this type of stuff. But at the end of the day, it was, for me, it was just, obviously, there's still, there's still a really good team. I don't care what you say, you know, obviously they, they blew it in the first round there to Florida. And, but at the end of the day, I mean, you don't, have 65 wins by accident. You know, they still have a foundation there that they're a really good team. So, you know, that was something that I wanted to be a part of was a good team. Um, and then to be able to go back to the Bruins, you know, I mean, to have that opportunity is like a dream come true. And, and, you know, it's where I've spent, it's where I spent my best years. And not only that, it's, you know, one of the things that I said, it's, it's, selfishly like my kids don't know me as a Boston Bruin you know my oh, daughter kidding. was two years old when I traded my oldest daughter who's 10 now my youngest daughter uh got literally was born um a month before I got traded and you know my son he's only five years old so he you know I don't think he rem knows much other than me as a Calgary Flame so like I said my my kids don't know me as a Boston Bruin and that's kind of what everyone else knows me as. So, you know, to be able to to go back and, and share this experience with them and my family and all that type of stuff. And, you know, to, to, to go back to see where they were born and, you know, kind of live there and grow up there. It's 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 you know, it, you know, that all played into it as well. And and yeah, it's just something that I, you know, thought about a lot over the last couple of years. You know how cool it would be to to be a Boston Bruin again, and I just you know once they called me and said they wanted you know me back, I was kind of like, all right, you know this is this is an opportunity that I've wanted for for a long time, and you know it's it's 
it's something that I'm more than honored to to be able to do again. Did you hear and it's from pretty cool? And it's pretty cool. Like it's my 17th year going back, you know, to Boston for mm-hmm. my 17th year. It's their century season. So uh-huh. to be able to be a part of the Bruins a hundredth year as a Bruin, it's kind of cool. cool too. So yeah. So, you know, that's, that's all, you know, plays into it as well. Did you get Marchie or pasta calling you up and saying, Hey, Luch, let's go. Come on, come on back. Was there any recruitment from those guys? Uh, not much, they, you know, they didn't have to recruit me much, uh, but I obviously did talk to them, you know, just asking them. I actually talked to Bergie a bunch too, just asking them, you know, just, you know, how's the coach, you know, how, you know, because things change, you know, things yeah. change, you know, it's, it's a new practice rink. Uh, the garden looks different. Um, you know, it's a completely different coaching staff, all that type of stuff. So, so yeah, it's, uh, just kind of just asking them how, how that all is. Is he coming uh, back? Uh, I don't know. You'd have to ask mm. him. Well, you talk to him. I don't have his info. So I figured you could just be the go-between. So- you know what? Bergie, Bergie's Bergie. Bergie's a legend. Okay. He can do whatever he wants, okay. you know. And, yeah, Bergie's going to make the right decision that he needs to make for himself. And I think, uh, you know, he's earned the right to 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 make that decision himself. If he doesn't come back, are you requesting the C then? <laughs> no. Um, I have a question for you, Luch. Um, I'm a Boston guy. A lot of nervous Bruins fans. Pretty pretty devastating ending to the season for them, considering what they did during the regular season. Given your time in the league and you know some of those guys, what, what's your outsider's perspective? How do they how do they let that series slip through their fingers, and why do they lose in the first round to a team that barely got into the playoffs? It's hard to say. I mean, think about it. They were seconds away of Marshy's breakaway mm-hmm. game five to move it on. And who knows what happens after that. But again, there's turning points like that all the time. You know, Bob comes in, finds his game again, you know, makes that save. And then all of a sudden, boom, they score in overtime. And then they win that crazy game six, you know, where they were down a bunch of times. And then they were down in game seven, too. And, you know, Montour finds a way to score with a minute left. And, you know, they, and then once you get into overtime, any, literally anything can happen. But uh, I don't know. It's just, but we've seen it before. And, and you know, we're, we're, everything goes right for a team in the season. And it's almost like they don't face any adversity. You know, you saw it with Tampa in 2019. Was it 2019 where they lose to Columbus in the first round? Same thing. Yep. Bob stands on his head. Kind of the yeah. same same thing. Um, you know, how many great teams have we seen? You know, not really. And and again, I, I, I was doing my own thing, so I didn't watch everything the Bruins went through last year. But it almost seems like when when everything goes right for a team in the season, you know, it's just. It's just bound for something to go bad for him, you know, in, yeah. in the playoffs. And I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that that's just what happened to the Bruins here. I'm saying that I'm just, I'm just thinking of history, you know, of how many great teams have been so great and then don't get it done in the, in the playoffs, you know, it, it's happened so often. And, and I think, I think a lot of teams need to go through some adversity, some hard times throughout the course of a season, you know, because when they come out of that, you know, it, brings the group together and it, and, and it makes the team stronger. Again, 
I don't, I, I wasn't in that Bruins room. I wasn't in there. You know, I know they have strong leadership. I know they have great coaching. They have great players, you know, all that type of stuff. But I'm just going off of history and what I've seen and what I've learned is, you know, sometimes when, when things are going too right for you, <laughs> it's eventually good. You know, eventually something wrong is going to happen. And I think that's kind of what happened there. Right, Tim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it's been tough. A follow up to that. So, like, a lot of Bruins fans are nervous just because you lose so many guys in the off season, and you got the cap overage and all this stuff, and they think that maybe they're nervous that we peaked last year. And I, and and you, I know you wouldn't go to a team that that you didn't think was competitive and had a, ch- a chance of winning. So, what would you say to the Bruins fans who are nervous about last year being as as, as good as we get? Well, like I said, I think the core is still there and I think the foundation is there. Obviously, you know, we just talked about Bergie and, you know, you lose Bergie and Kretsch. Um, you know, those those are two pretty big holes to fill. I don't care who you are. But uh, like I said, the, the core is still there. The foundation is still there. The work ethic is still there. You know, the coaching staff, you know, is, is still there. And I mean... <laughs> All those things are in place, you know, to, to build around. And when you have that foundation, you know, that, that, you know, that, that team, that core is still set. So like I said, there's still, there's still a lot to look forward to. There's still a lot to build around. Um, and it's really funny. Like, you know, I talked about all those Bruins, you know, the Bruins last year and all the great Bruins teams, I would say 2011 probably wasn't even our best. It wasn't even like the best team that I was on when I was there for eight years. You know, I think of like 2009, how good we were. And we lost to Carolina in 2014 when we lost to Montreal. That was, you know, those, I think those two teams are almost better than the 2011 team that we had, but you know, we had the core, we had the foundation, we had things to build around. And I think that's, you know, something. And we came off a epic collapse in 2010 and then, you know, one in 2011. So, you know, they just had a collapse in 2023. So who, who's to say, you know, the same script can't be written, uh, you know, moving forward here into 23, 24. I just had a flashback of Dale Weiss just owning you in those playoffs. <laughs> Did anybody else think that? <laughs> it's crazy. Not how I remember it. <laughs> yeah. After our interview, Dale Weiss reached out to us and was like, "Hey, can I come on the show?" And I was like, "I'm, we're okay, <laughs> I'm okay, no thanks." But okay, I want to go back to to your recruitment for free agency because I'm always fascinated by it. What are these? What's what's Sweeney saying to you? Are you you're you've embraced your fourth line role? It seems like I just watched a Bob Pro, Bob Probert documentary last night. And the whole time I'm watching this, they're talking about how this guy's a unicorn. He scores 20 goals. He gets, you know, 150, 200 penalty minutes. I'm still racking my brain. Who is that player these days? And it's you. You've scored 20 plus goals many, many times. You've been that guy. You're arguably the toughest guy in the league. Can you bring 20 goals again? Can you bring 25 goals again? You know, it, do you still have that ability? Or are you now just, which is nothing wrong with that, a fourth line guy who goes out there, puts in five to 10 goals and plays his role. You know, um, I, I'd love to be that guy. And you know what? That's, that's one of the, the things that went into my decision when I was talking to teams was talking to the coaches 
is I just wanted an opportunity to play, an opportunity yeah. to to have a role on the team. And that was one thing also that I had really good conversations with, with Monty, was, you know, what my role was going to be. And listen, I, I, and I said, you know, I said to him and I said to the other coaches, I'm not sitting here asking to play 15 plus a night. But if you want to play me 15 plus a night, I'd love to, you know. Mm-hmm. And there are games where I'm going you know, where, you know, I'm, I'm still myself and, and produce in, in, in a big way. Uh, am I going to play all 82 games this year? I don't know, but you know, I, I understand my, what my role is, you know, there's, there's, there's nights where I'm going to play six, seven nights, six, seven minutes a night because of power play, because of penalty kill, or because, you know, I'm just not rolling that night, but also, you know, there's nights where, I'm going to have the opportunity to move up the lineup because I am playing well. And, you know, that was one of the things that I talked to a lot with the the teams and the coaches that, you know, I talked to and was just having that role. And, but for the most part for myself, it's just, it's just being, just being an experienced guy, being a leader, you know, bringing the right attitude. Uh, You know, I'm a fun guy too. I like to bring the fun on a day, on a day-to-day basis. And, what does it mean when you bring the fun, Milan? <laughs> just just smiling, uh, singing along to the whatever songs going on in the in the dressing room. Um, you know, just BSing all that type of stuff. Having trying to have intelligent conversations, uh, also having dumb conversation, movie quotes, all that type of stuff. I you know I enjoy it all, but, but yeah, like I said, it's just bringing experience, bringing leadership, all that type of stuff. And just doing that on a on a day to day basis. Okay, I got a couple more than I know Tim does. Last time we talked, you were talking about blah blah blah. You mentioned Vancouver. Did Vancouver reach out to you? I'm I'm sorry if I'm beating a dead horse here with this free agency thing. I want to know if Vancouver reached out, and did you uh, talk to them? They did, but it wasn't really a serious conversation. Okay, you just done. You, you said you're not a contender. Take <laughs> care, comb your hair. And there, there wasn't much interest on their part as well. Okay. All right. Another one. We had Reeves on last week. He's going to Tron. Zach McEwen size in Ottawa. Florida's got some meat. Rangers and the Devils, not really. Do you see yourself, you know, being the Milan Lucic of the East? You're you're the top dog. Is is because it's it ebbs and flows, right? You know as well as I do. The toughness goes to conference to conference. It was out west a while. Now all of a sudden, one guy signs out east, and it comes east. Are you still confident in your abilities to to fight? Do you still got what it takes? I do. Okay, <laughs> and it, that's well. That's a that's a part of you know me being me. So I've like I talked to you about it last time. I've I'm I've always enjoyed it. It's you know I'm. I've always enjoyed that part of the game. And I mean, Boston fans wouldn't like it if I didn't do that. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like I said, I just, it's just got to bring myself and that's a part of me being me. And, and like you said, our division, look at it. It's loaded now, you know, it's and tough. then you don't, you didn't even bring up the Kachuk brothers and I know they're not big fighters, but they do stir it up. And you know, I know both of them and they are going to stir it up and they bring it on a night to night basis. And, you know, I think a lot of teams out East have beefed up because 
you know, the Kachucks are out east. So it's, it's, you know, like you said, it's, it's swings and flows. When I first came to the league, I think a lot of it was west. And then it swung east. Then it went back to west here a little bit. And now mm-hmm. it's swung back to east. So it's, uh, it's crazy how it flows. And it's crazy how, once, like you said, once one guy goes one way, it seems like everyone seems to find their way in the same conference or same, same division. So here it's kind of happened again. Have you changed your tune as to why you and Shara wouldn't fight me when I was with Buffalo or is that still, <laughs> you didn't hear me or is, has that changed yet? No, it hasn't. Okay. 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 <laughs> I just wanted to make sure we're still on the same page. Tim, you had one Sorry. more, didn't you? Who, who would, who would really want to fight you? Come on. Sean Thornton did. I know. Well, that that was well. That was Thornton's job. <laughs> I love playing the Bruins. For it. There was nothing better than going to the Bruins because I know you had four guys who could throw. Because McQuaid was in there, he was a gamer. Then you, Zidano, and I knew I was going to play, so it was fantastic. It, it was always yeah. a good game. One of the yeah, my most sure. memorable games was after the Boston Marathon bombing. One of my most coolest experiences in hockey. Kind of odd, yeah. That, would... that worked. Yeah, that was a crazy one. Yeah, with the fans singing the anthem and everything, it was crazy. I know, and then we won the game too. That was we yeah, should you guys, let you guys win. Yeah, so, it. it's okay though. It's okay. It's okay. All right, Tim's got one more. Then I got a couple to. We'll we'll let you go. Yeah. Uh, besides the garden and the fans and all that stuff, what have you missed most about Boston and the city itself? Mm. Uh, I mean. You, the fans in the in the garden. I mean, I, but, <laughs> no, you know, you it's, you it's, say that. You know what? It's funny. I didn't realize kind of how much I became a Bostonian until I was gone. You know, just just because, like, I got there as a nineteen year old. You know, like I was a kid when I got there, and then I was there for eighteen year, or eight years. So I, I I became an adult. You know, I, I just walking around, learning the city, interacting with people. Uh, you know, just even the way you know, people would speak to each other and, and jaywalk, you know, all that type of stuff. It was, uh, you know, I, I think I just became one with the people in Boston, but just to kind of go back there and have that connection again, I think that's what I'm looking forward to. And I think that's what I've missed. And like I said, I, I don't think I realized how much I missed it and how much I became a Bostonian until I was gone. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm really Honestly, another thing too is I'm really looking forward to to taking my kids to Fenway, and you know, grow, raising them as Bostonians. So I'm I'm looking forward to, you know, showing them all the stuff that I got to do when I was a kid to show them as a kid. So, yeah, those are the things I miss, and those are the things that I'm you know looking forward to. Any nerves? Game one at home. I'm not sure who the Bruins play. I'm Chicago. assuming you'll be in the what's that? Chicago. Chicago at home. At home. <laughs> Original six. You're going to be in the starting lineup, I would assume, if Monty has any class, which he does. How nervous are you going to be? Be honest. Honestly, I would probably be the most – probably one of the games I'm probably looking forward to the most in my career. You know, and honestly, it, it might hit me with a wave of emotions where I'm, I might even tear up. That's how much I'm looking forward to it. So No kidding. Yeah. Why? Is it is it just because of Boston or what why all the emotions do you think? Just because it's Boston, because it's the fans, because it's the garden, because it's the original six. 
because I get to wear the jersey again, because I get to, you know, represent the Bruins again, it was just something that was such a big part of me and something that I missed so much that I think it'll really hit me with a big wave of emotion. And yeah, that's, that's why I think I'm really, you know what, I'm kind of looking forward to just getting the first shift over first period over. So I can just be like, okay, that's over with. Now I can just breathe and, and, and go out there and play again. Hypothetical, hypothetical. It's first period. Connor Bedard's got the puck and you have him just in the trolley tracks. Well, you got to run him over. Do you bury him? Okay. Okay. Just a hypothetical. I just wanted to see another thing. What if Arizona July 1st said, Luch, we want you three and a half million dollars for three years. Are you playing in Scottsdale right now or wherever the, the college rink is Tempe? Uh, it would be hard to say no, but uh, it would be tough. You know, like I said, I wanted to go. That that was a big. I wanted to go somewhere where like it meant something. Not 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 only like not that it doesn't mean anything, and I don't want to like throw shade at Arizona. Or oh, they're a like garbage that. franchise. I'll do it. I think they're an absolute joke. <laughs> but for me, I just I just like I said, it, that's why I talked to Chicago too. Even though, I mean, I'm not going to say they're not going to be a good team next year because they do have some you know not bad players coming in. But uh, you know. But it's meaningful. Like like you've played there. It's meaningful yep. playing oh, yeah. for the Chicago Blackhawks. And, you know, that's one thing that I wanted to kind of experience again was going back to an original six team or a team out east or a team, you know, that's that's winning on a night-to-night basis, you know, and all that type of stuff. So I kind of – that played into my decision. So, like I said, I if Arizona comes to me with – three years, like you said, three and a half, it would be really hard to say no to. But you would, you know, because, you know, but I probably would say no to it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and then to go back to like actually having some history, when I used to play, when we used to go to like old fashioned arenas, we played at the old Joe Lewis, I would go to the ice and I would look up. And you see the banners, you see the retired numbers, you feel the history when you go to MSG. When you go to the garden, you feel that history. It's not like that when you go to even Dallas. It's like, oh, okay, this is Dallas. It's great. Or you go to Arizona, these teams, it doesn't have that feeling, you know? So I get it. And Boston was a team I wanted to play for Boston, but they well, they didn't want to have the toughest guy in the league on their team for some reason. <laughs> well, I think I think that's where we're similar is where I think we're both like historians of the game. We We enjoy the history of the game. And it's funny you brought that what you just set up because I kind of do the same thing. And when I would go back, obviously, I would go walk out to the bench before warmups and just just take it all in. Mm-hmm. And same thing with MSG, I would walk out there and and just take it all in and look at the numbers and even look at the Knicks stuff. And mm-hmm. same thing with Chicago, I'd go out there and just look around and and. And it's like you said, it's meaningful. It's cool. It's it's something that you want to you know embrace. I think and 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 like I said, that plays that played into my decision again was to you know just to you know go somewhere where it's it's a cool place to be and a, and a cool place to live and a cool place to put on their jersey and and like I said, being an original six team, it's 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 truly something that's that's really awesome and 
And like I said, I'm so grateful and so thankful that I get this opportunity again. And one thing I wanted to, you know, make clear too, this is this isn't a farewell tour. For I was me. just going to ask know, you not, that. It seems I'm like not you're going just back. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying all this stuff because I, I'm going to be I, crying. I, like I said, I'm, <laughs> I'm a historian of the game, and I enjoy the little things in the history of the game. But by no means am I going here just to have a farewell tour to say that I was a Bruin, you know, my last year and, and got to do all that type of stuff. That's, that's not why I'm doing this at all. I'm going back for the right reasons. I'm going back to, to help a team win. I'm home going back to help a team try and, you know, achieve the ultimate goal because that's my goal is to win a Stanley cup. And, 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 and yeah, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm continuing to play finally out of alberta right <laughs> you know what i was in alberta for seven years and yeah and you were I, you know what i took it in and i enjoyed it you know for anyone that follows me on social media they see i've done it all i've been to banff and lake louise and and you know driven through jasper and 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 you know rafted the bull river and all that type of stuff i i, I soaked it all in so I did my time as, as an Albertan, so I enjoyed that as well. <laughs> how how loud is the ovation going to be first game? It's going to be nuts for you. Well, we'll hear. Well, I think we'll hear some Lou chants. What if you're a healthy scratch and you just have a bad camp? Then that's that's then that's on me. That's that then that's my fault if that's if that happens. Oh, you know what I wanted to ask? Are you excited to work with Trent Frederick? Tough kid. A lot of spunk and energy. Are you going to take him under your wing a little bit and show him the ropes? Because he could he could use some seasoning, you know. Yeah, and and you know that was one of the guys that like me and Sweens talked about was you know me coming in and and you know helping young guys like like him, like him. Uh, I haven't talked to him personally yet, but you know I, I you always look forward to being teammates with guys and and you know, I have watched the Bruins a bunch and I've watched his game a lot. And, you know, one of the games that sticks out for me this, this last year was his game in LA. He got in a fight with, uh, with Lemieux mm-hmm. and then boom, he ended up scoring two goals after that. And the game winner and ends up, you know, you know, ends up being a big part of why they beat the Kings that night. And, and, you know, that's when I'm excited to, you know, be a teammate with, with a guy like that. Like he, and like you said, he's got spunk to his game. He's got energy to his game. He's a fun, I think he's a fun kid to watch. Uh, and I think for him is, it's just, you know, learning how to do it on a night to night basis. And uh, yeah, if there's any way I could help him or, or, or teach him or, or bring it out of him, that's something that I'm you know looking forward to do. Another positive Milan is you'll never lose a fight again with Jack Edwards calling your fights. I anticipate you going under and over a million times. So I'm excited to hear those terrible calls. Oh man. Do you ever talk to him and just go pump the brakes, Jack? Like it's a little much. No, I haven't talked to him about that. No. Have you ever talked to him ever? Or is every conversation like Milan, you're so great. I love you. You're the best player ever. (laughs) You know what? We'll, We'll, Every time I play the Bruins, he always comes down to say hi to me, and we just have a conversation. And he's always smiling, and I'm smiling, association every time, and and just see how each other's doing, and and you know we keep it to that. No, he's such a he's a gem. He's a Boston legend, right, Tim? Sure is. 
She's, she's perfect for Boston. All right, Milan. Well, you're heading to Boston tomorrow. I wish you all the luck, my man. I hope you have a fantastic season. We'll be watching and we'll be in touch. Thanks for joining the show. We appreciate it. Hey, uh, you know what? I'm a fan of you guys. I'm a fan of you. So thanks for having me again. All right, Luch. Good I'm, luck I'm this sure, year, I'm man. Sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll have me back on again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I hope you yes. guys win the cup. I don't think Thank we've you. had a guy in the show who's won the cup yet. Have we, Tim? Not that No, not that year. No. Not that year. This is the year. All right, All right. Luch. <laughs> Get All out right. of here, my man. Thank you very much. All right. Take care, guys. See you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode.